911, what's the nature of your emergency? Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tactical Living podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, dressed up like a freaking Eskimo, because here in Southern California, I, I talked to my best friend in New York, and I feel like she and I are exchanging weather because it was like 65, 70 degrees there, and here this morning is 28 degrees, and I am freezing cold, one of those days where I just can't get warm. And in today's episode, you know I love Tuesdays because I am not alone on Tuesday mornings. And something came up for me this morning right before I popped on to come face to face with the guest I'm about to, to introduce. And when I was traveling to South Africa, I remember the guide telling me, anytime somebody offers you a bottle of water, Ashley, make sure that you take that bottle of water, even if you're not thirsty. And the reason that that came up for me this morning was because back in October of last year, somebody shared a link with me for me to do to, to, to get a free ticket, essentially, to be able to join in this comedy show. And it was all of these people. I had no idea who they were. I didn't even know the gentleman who sent me the link to be able to get this free ticket. But I don't know if you guys are familiar with what I had to go through last year in terms of everything that happened post George Floyd and Clint being a police officer and me essentially having so many long nights alone. And it just so happened to be one of those one of those nights. And it was an extended period back in, I believe it was the beginning of October, I actually remember it well. So I get this free ticket and that that voice came up into my head, that gentleman from South Africa telling me, Ashley, always take the free water. And it was the same thing with this ticket, Ashley, take the free content. And I'm so, so happy that I did because now I'm able to be able to share a gentleman that I was able to meet through that experience. And it was an incredibly, an incredibly awesome comedy show. I got to engage with other people who were also joined in and it really fulfilled my night and allowed me to have an outlet on a night that these people didn't even know that I was there at home alone. So without further ado, I am not the abdominal snowman, but thank you so much. I would like to introduce our guest, Mr. Andrew Young. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I am great. And thank I didn't know that. So thanks for joining us for that show, by the way. We're glad we could provide you that content. Yeah, and it was it was absolutely amazing. We're going to get into a little bit more about why you do what you do now. But if you don't mind to just give us a little bit about your background, your history, who you are, and um, some of the things that have kind of led you to where we're sitting face to face right now. Sure. Uh, my name is Andrew Young. Uh, I'm a medically retired staff sergeant from the Army. Um, uh, I've got Iraq and Afghanistan under my belt. Um, and then after that, the army was like, hey, do you want to go dodge career bullets for a while? So I went into recruiting um, and that's kind of where I noticed like my mental health just started deteriorating was in that environment because it, it just uh, it wasn't a positive place for me. So I had nothing to feed me positively um, and it sent me on a downward spiral. Uh, eventually, I kind of I lost control of myself, you know, it hospitalized for drinking. Um, completely um, self-destructive, uh, jumping out of cars, you know, just why not? <laughs> um, and that's when my, uh, you know, I had friends and family that were like, no, dude, you need to go get help. Um, through that process, um, I was put into a WTU, uh, warrior transition unit. Um, and I was medically retired out that way. Um, after that, I ended up going to work for NASA for, um, a couple of years. I love how you say that so nonchalantly. I went to work for NASA. 
It, I mean, it, I guess it is because like, I, I, it's just, it's part of my DNA now. So it's just like, yeah, it just, and I, I forget sometimes that like, I used to make jokes about like, Hey, NASA is going to be hiring me someday. Like, and then you don't realize, Oh shoot, that's true. <laughs> but the problem was I, I, I did a great job. Um, but I was suffering with addiction at that point. Um, I had just come out of the military. So I transitioned right from this to that. Um, I couldn't keep up, especially when uh, the VA took me off of Adderall, which was the right move. At the time, I was angry. I was like, dude, you guys just, you took everything. Like, I, I can't function without this, basically. Um, and after a week or so of laying on a couch, um, detoxing, um, not moving, uh, I finally got up, started moving again. Um, and that's where the hole got even deeper. Ended up homeless for a while, lost my job. Uh, I left my job. I was like, I can't handle this pressure. Um, uh, left my family. I, I just went and bounced from couch to couch, lived in my car, um, and then uh, drank myself into the hospital again uh, right after my second child was born. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, so at that point, I started hiking with my stepdad. And um, that's when I was like, man, what if there was like a network for people? vets who get out they put I, I put on 50 pounds so i'm 230 pounds at this point um I, i'm my my credits in the shitter uh my my the the car i'm living out of i'm like i'm waiting for it to be repoed it's just it's it's as bad as it can get for me um i've got a house in tennessee at that point that you know like i couldn't pay for anymore um so i was just like every, i'm done I'm, I'm beat i'm defeated as a person and I think it was my second daughter as after she was born, I had this, I fell out, um, went back to the hospital after a night of drinking and I was like, I've got to fix this. And I did. And I created the warrior workout network in my head. And I was like, how is this going to work? I was like, how can I help other people? Cause I, I've, I've got to get through this first. So from 2015 until 2019, I just worked on myself. I was like, I'm going to get this together. And I worked and worked and worked and worked, went back to college, got my degree, started stand up. Um, it just started writing, turning all of this into positive creativity and my life has been amazing ever since I've decided to make that decision. Thank you for sharing such a vulnerable story with us. And, and I know that unfortunately we, we all might know people who have been through that same transition. And I, I hate to, to use the word transition because I feel like if it was truly a transition, there would be better things in place in order to make that transition. And I, I'm just wondering if we can backtrack for a second. You said that you were at the hospital and you had that moment where you knew in your head, you're going to create this thing. What was that shifting point for you of, of literally being at the rock bottom, it sounds like, and then deciding to, to rise above? I knew I was more than this. I knew I was made to be more than this little when you're at that point, I think that's when you realize exactly you stop being delusional about some things. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm not this person right now. I'm this person. And this is where I am. I need to get out of this. Um, now me, I'll also, I think there's also a sabotaging element to myself where I was like, do it, get as deep as you can get as low as you can and show that you can fight your way out. I think there was mm -hmm. a self-sabotage. And, um, I think that was an element to it. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, like pretend like that wasn't there because I feel like it was, even if not like a conscious effort, I think it was just like, no, you can do that. And I always knew I could do it. I, even though I was beaten, I was at that point, I knew I wasn't beat. I knew I wasn't done. Wow. 
<laughs> there you are. Good morning, Bob. How are you? So you you go through this transition, you have that rock bottom. And I, I really appreciate you saying that because that's actually not something I've ever heard somebody speak out loud before. Like I can do it. I can get even worse because I can pull myself out of it. So you, you're overweight. You were drinking. You knew that there was something in your mind that you wanted to create it. That's almost palpable, it sounds like. And now you just needed to put in the work to do it. So what was that change that took place for you and, and that kind of led you now to be able to help other people to do it? Um, one, I realigned where my priorities. It's like I can't. A lot of it was based off of selfishness. Hmm. Um, it's very easy to get out of service. Oh, and I, I do want to backtrack real fast. There are fantastic things in place um, to help with the transition. It's how you utilize them and whether or not you're ready as a person to reenter that position. Mm. Um, there are some, there are some, you know, political stances that a person could take to be like, there's a reason you thrive in the military easily compared to when you get out into the real world, that capitalist society, that's not quite as structured, doesn't have the guaranteed lifestyle. It you're more free fall. If you're not prepared for that reality and, and if you underestimate that reality, you're screwed. Um, you will not be ready for society. And that's why I think that officers, uh, the ones that have been to college lived out there and, and, and screwed up in the real world before they mm. went into the military. I think that they, they kind of have a better idea of transitioning back out of the military rather than someone like myself, who's like high school, Walmart war. Hmm. Like it just, it didn't, it, I had no, I had nothing. I had no legs to stand on. Um, and to, to, to fix that back in 2015, it was realizing, uh, realigning my priorities. It was like, I've got two children. I, I'm not divorced. I'm separated, but I'm not divorced, which means I'm not beat yet. So I called up an old mentor from NASA and I was like, Hey, can you get me a job? He got me a job as a receptionist back at NASA. I moved back to the area started working, stayed with some friends, got it together and started talking with my wife again, started seeing her and my kids and started rebuilding that relationship slowly. After a couple of months, we decided to move back in. Ever since then, it's been history. We've worked and worked and worked. I have to work on myself. She has to work on her. We have to work together to raise our children. We're 50-50 and, and it's once once I matured, I suppose, and once I hit that realization, I was able to do the job. Hmm. Nobody's ever spelt it out like that in, in what happens before you get into the military and how that life experience might make an impact when you get out of it. So that, that's really, really insightful. So talk to me a little bit about what the Warrior Workout Network is. So we start we started as we were specifically for veterans who get out of service, gain weights, hit the same issues that we do because we noticed it was a trend. Um, that's not who we picked up on, who we picked up, who actually picked up on our content were, was the civilian population. The people who, who were like, hey, we've never had that community. We don't understand what you're talking about, what, what it means to have that community pride, the, the, ba the, the, the backing. And we realized, oh, People want community. They don't necessarily need the brand that we're selling them. So what we did, we started going from just, hey, let's help veterans to like, let's help everybody. Hmm. So now what we've done is we've created this inclusive community, which is designed specifically around creating, showing, showing off communities. Like, hey, here's this place up in 
Michigan. They play Dungeons and Dragons. They raise thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for suicide prevention. You've never heard of them. We're going to go play Dungeons and Dragons with them. We're going to podcast with them. And um, we even split off and made a separate company, Element Purple, which is a media company because we're a nonprofit, our, our podcast and the Warrior Workout Network. So we, we don't we don't want money. We don't take money. We do this so we can help benefit the community. We created this other media company, Element Purple, so we can take all of our passions and turn it into work. So right now we're creating a docu-series based on the podcast that we were doing about inclusive communities. So we're right now recording a docu-series in Tennessee uh, about the inclusive community of rugby. Wow. So we have a lot of a lot of business owners, a lot of people that run nonprofits that are in our Facebook group that listen to our podcast. So who might be somebody that could maybe potentially work with you and how would that relationship benefit the both of you? Well, that's a dang good question that I've never had. Really, um, I I will work with anybody that hears our mission and is like, cool, that's a great mission. But when we tell people we're not interested in money, we don't want it. Um, it really turns a lot of people off, especially people that want to come into our project and make money off of it. Um, so it's got to be a part. It's all partnership and kind. Anybody that's willing to work like Hey, we're not trying to make money off of you. Don't try to make money off of us. Um, so anybody that's like that will have that respect with us, we'll have the same with them. That's about the mission. It's not about it's too many people, especially in the nonprofit world, put the money before the mission and and, they, it, and it it taints everything that they do. Yeah. And I think that's amazing because what you're trying to do, at least this is my interpretation of it, is to build build a bigger network and to allow those different networking resources to then align with one another and to create a sense of community. And then we you know a guy for for everything, pretty much. Is that is that pretty spot on? That's it. Um that's also like that's yeah, that's a big point. Like we we try to like that's where we want to build your that's why we're not trying to sell you merch. That's why we don't sell you anything. That's why like when like, hey, we've got a guy and that's our guy. But don't worry, we're not going to try to sell you something in the process. It's just we're, here's where we are and this is what you need. Cool. We've got the time. I am smiling, Bob. Thank you. So for, for anybody that's listening, if, if you want me to kind of recap on what Andrew has just said, essentially he has created and, and I think the element of having element purple is super, super cool because that kind of is is um, like the, the master key to what you're building in terms of networking. And if anybody who is listening has any interest in, in what Andrew is talking about, if you have a community of your own, and even if you're just starting out with a community of your own, essentially, if you are that passionate about your community and it aligns with what Andrew is doing here, he, he has this bucket that's full of other like-minded people who are doing the same thing. I was just talking about this last night with with Clint and we were talking about the whole Burning Man community and how I used to think that Burning Man was just nothing but a bunch of like ravers that are partying. And it's actually much, much deeper than that to where every three letter acronymed federal agency actually goes to Burning Man and they're trying to get intel from what the most brilliant minds in the world are doing there and how they're so interconnected with each and very similar to what you're doing only this isn't something underground this is something that you're trying to make more publicly aware with the element purple part of it and taking people who align with your mission who have missions that they themselves are passionate about and then they can all kind of be in the same bucket the same the same sort of roster of people yes we are definitely better together same sort of roster of people that you can you can all count on and rely on and i would imagine that there's a place and, and correct me if i'm wrong where 
where the people within the community have their own community to be able to access each other? How does that work? Um, on what level? Like so like, let's say that I am a part of your community and I, I want to go see what other people are a part of our community together. Where can I go for that? Usually the podcast. Uh, we catalog everything through the podcast. So um, say that we'll go back to the Dungeons and Dragons community. If you wanted to reach out to them, everything that we have for them, you can go through all of our promotions, our podcast, right to our website, warriorworkoutnetwork.org. Um, and you can go to their their episode and then all their links will be there and you can get in touch with them there. Perfect. So what's the first step for somebody who does want to become a part of your community, maybe learn more, or even try to help in terms of resources or donating money for what you're doing, the cause that you're doing? I'd say don't donate money. Don't worry about that. Um, but that first step is just kind of understanding like we're not perfect and we need like there's four basic human needs and community is a massive part of it. And as the digital age ramps up um, and as it revolutionizes, um, we pull away from each other a lot more, um, especially right now with COVID. Um, so the need for a community is, uh, I mean, what do you need? You need safety, uh, community, you need the metaphysical, and then you need spiritual. Um, that's, sex. Oh, no, I never forget. Well, first of all, I never forget that. Um, my, and, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's definitely, th those are your four basic human needs and people seem to neglect community. Um, and for some reason, the, the, the power in it can save lives. Um, uh, it was just this time last year, uh, I just lost, I lost a battle buddy to suicide. It was like a month after COVID hit. And um, it just, it's like, dude, I used to know him in a community setting and he thrived there. And once he stopped going, and I don't want to say that was the main factor because it wasn't, he was going through a divorce. You know, he's a vet too. Um, and he was going through his difficult time, but it, it just, you know, if he would have had people to be like, Hey man, what's going on? What do you need? And not people to just enable and be like, yeah, man, she's an asshole. fucker." Like it just, it doesn't, it's gotta be more like, okay, where are you responsible in this? What can you do to change? If you're ready to face that responsibility and, and especially take on your own fuck ups then you're ready to be part of our community. Beautiful. How can somebody get a hold of you and be a part of it? www.warriorworkoutnetwork.org, Instagram and Facebook at war workout net. Twitter hates us. So we don't use it that we just, we've never picked up anything there so we just don't use it at all i know a lot of times it's intimidating for us to reach out to people that maybe we haven't spoke to one-on-one -on -one for the first time S similar with andrew and i we had never spoken one-on-one -on -one. he didn't even know until the beginning of this episode how it is that that i came to be in his community so is it okay if people maybe reach out to you directly and tell you straight out that they aren't comfortable doing something brand new like reaching out especially if maybe they are one of those one of those people who admittedly are struggling and might need somebody to, to extend their hand to. Actually, I, I, I have no problem talking in that arena because I'm exactly that way. I am reclusive. I want to close off and all I want to do is just be by myself. Um, and anybody, you know, that would hear this and that's willing to, to hear this. I, I would say that surprise yourself, show yourself how strong you are. And reaching out could very well be that very first step.
Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for spending this Thank early you, morning Ashley. with me, Andrew. It is so awesome to have people that we are building our own network and community with. And I do encourage you as you're listening to this live, maybe you're catching this on the podcast later on. If any of what Andrew has had to say is something that has sparked your curiosity, or maybe if you are that person who doesn't feel like you have somebody to talk to, now is the time to know that there actually is a community that is being crafted and created just for somebody like you. And please, please reach out to Andrew. Know that you are always welcome to reach out to me as well. Andrew, thank you so much for your time. And um, you, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you.